everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Wars. You are here with me, Samrin, today, and we are going to look ahead to Bayern's game against Vauvel Bakum. So, I normally start with a look at the opponent, but today let's just take a look at what's been happening with Bayern. So, first and foremost, let's look back at that game against Wolfsburg. Of course, we had a post-game podcast covering it. And we had enough analysis on the game. But just a quick reminder that Bayern ran out winners 2-0. And um, that game, the win was not as emphatic as the ones against Leipzig. Although that one got tricky at the end as well. Or the win against Frankfurt. But it almost felt like Bayern had to tough it out and change things. And try new things to make it work. Initially, Alfonso Davies was a little further back. Him coming forward and occupying more pockets of space confused the Wolfsburg defense, if anything, and helped open up more channels for Bayern to attack. A wonderful solo goal by Jamal Muziala, followed by a goal by Thomas Muller in only way in a way that only Thomas Muller can basically score in. Um, was substantial enough for Bayern to see the game out. There was not too much of a threat from Wolfsburg in terms of attack. And uh, the 2-0 result was well-deserved. We were waiting for the alarm bells to ring in terms of whether this new 4-2-2-2, if you take it that way, will work out. And if this was going to be a viable option for Bayern moving forward, they had to adapt against Wolfsburg. And that was interesting to me because it showed me that this team can adapt. So now that we have that down, we can look forward to an even more variable version of Bayern, if anything, a version of Bayern that can adjust as the opponent comes out to play. So, Bachum can sit deep and counter. Bachum can score wonder goals. As we remember, Bachum did put four past Bayern in their meeting last season. And three out of four goals were really wonder goals. But Bachum's had a tricky start to the season. They lost their opening game to Mainz by two goals to one and they went down to Hoffenheim despite holding a 2-0 lead in that game to early goals courtesy of Simone Zoller. Uh, Hoffenheim rallied back to win that game 3-2 but if you hadn't watched the game what you don't know is that in fact Andre Kramerich even before that late Hoffenheim goal came by missed a penalty. Kramerich normally such a reliable figure for Hoffenheim. I just I wasn't very impressed with Bakum because I felt like as the game wore on, Bakum sat deeper and deeper and deeper and just invited Hoffenheim to come for them. Bakum set up like they usually do in a three-five-two-ish setup, and they had uh, Gamboa among the back three. I really do like Gamboa, and I think he can do spectacular things on his day. In the midfield five, they had Anthony Lucia, a, pers- a player I like very much who can make things happen as well. And they had Asano, another player who I think can be a very solid attacking outlet for them. And among their friends too, of course, there was Zoller. I think Riemann and Goal is a really, really good figure for them as well. And I thought that Riemann did a decent job of stopping Hoffenheim from scoring scoring for the longest time to me the last 30 minutes it almost seemed inevitable that Hoffenheim would run out winners and it reflected um 
At the end of the game, Hoffenheim had 23 shots to Bochum's 11. They had 12 shots on target to Bochum's 5. They had 60% possession to Bochum's 40. They had 461 passes to Bochum's 318. They had 81% uh, pass accuracy to Bochum's 74. So, lots of people have tipped Bochum for relegation this season. I am not one of them. I saw. I liked what I saw from them last season. I think they will survive. I think they'll be okay. Uh, the Mainz game showed me enough to believe that Bachum would be okay, but they cannot do what they did against Hoffenheim and just sit back and sit back and sit back and try to absorb the pressure. And th there was barely an attacking threat from Bachum by the time we got to the 90th, 90th minute mark in that game. Against Bayern, I think they'll also sit deep and they'll try to hit Bayern on the counterattack. I like Bakum when they counterattack. They seem and feel very potent. They don't need that many chances to generate goals. So I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen. I I think Bayern will do much better this time. And I think without jinxing it, they should be able to overcome Bakum. I I would love to see how Bayern deals with a team that just sits deep and absorbs pressure. I'm not going to say that Bakum did this great because, well, they went down to Hoffenheim with late goals. But I I want to see opponents try different things to take down Bayern. And I want to see how Bayern can adjust to those opponents. Because what I really enjoyed about the Wolfsburg game was it was different. It was a fun watch in its own way. And Bayern has been great to watch recently. But I almost want to see teams try different things. And I want to see how Bayern will react to it as the season goes because Nagelsmann's team fell off a cliff halfway through last season after a strong start, and I'm hoping that does not happen. In terms of changes at Bayern, I really don't think we're going to see any changes because Julian Nagelsmann mentioned before last week's game against Wolfsburg that if something isn't broken, why are you going to change things? Which makes sense to me. So that might mean that... Matisse Delict will have to be okay with another stint on the bench. That means Marcel Sabitzer stays in the team next to Kimmich. That means Muller, Mane, Gnabry, Muziala again start. But my only question mark would be over Gnabry. I don't know if he has recovered from his, what I think was an adductor muscle problem. If he has, then I tip him to start over Zane because the issue with Zane, which Chuck did a great job of explaining and he will obviously do a better job of explaining because this is literally this is literally his narrative and I completely agree with this that even when Zani plays well which he did against Wolfsburg he almost scored two goals it doesn't always feel like he is on the same wavelength as the rest of the team Gnabry didn't have a great game that day but Gnabry just fit into the team more and there was more fluidity about the attack when Gnabry was in the team so if Gnabry is fit I fully expect Nagelsmann to start him. I might be wrong. The coach knows best. But that's how I see this going. So hopefully this is a better one than the 4-1 defeat from last season. And hopefully this is an enjoyable game. So what else is on this weekend's roster? Let's take a quick look at the games. On Friday, Borussia Mönchengladbach takes on Hertha Berlin. And this could be a really dicey affair. Gladbach had like two intelligent moments in their previous match and both those moments turned into goals. Other than that, 
Gladbach had probably one or two other good moments, but I really did not think that Gladbach deserved to win their last game. And had to draw against Frankfurt, which is not what I was expecting, but Frankfurt did have a midweek fixture, and that's how these things go. Schalke really did start looking like the better team against Gladbach, and by the end of that match, so I'm going to go for a draw in this one, 2-2 again at Gladbach's home ground. On Saturday, Augsburg takes on Mainz. Despite Augsburg's shock win against Bayer Leverkusen last week, I think Mainz and Augsburg sort of have similar structures, and as a result, I expect Mainz to run out winners in this one. As for Wolfsburg Schalke, oof, oof. this is a tough one to predict as well. And again, I'm going to take, I guess, the easy way out and predict a 1 1 draw for this one. Stuttgart Freiburg is going to be a very interesting fixture. Freiburg did so great last week, only to throw it away toward the end against Dortmund. Stuttgart has been solid for me to date. The 2 2 draw against Werder Bremen. Was was a good performance, and maybe maybe they should have run out winners, but I think Freiburg wins that one. Dortmund takes on Werder Bremen on Saturday morning as well, and I expect Dortmund to win that one. Werder's been doing well so far, holding their own in the top flight. They have points on the board, but something about the Aiden Terzic effect tells me that Dortmund will probably run out winners. Leverkusen Hoffenheim. I'm going to tip this toward Hoffenheim's favor. Enough said. Like I. Everybody expects good things from Leverkusen at the beginning of every season. It almost never happens. And so I'm going Hoffenheim's way in this one. Though. And I think Hoffenheim did a really great job against Bochum last week. Union Berlin, Leipzig. I'm going to tip Union Berlin for the win here. Leipzig have looked a little bit dodgy. Yes, they looked great again until they, until the red card last week. I believe it was to dominate Jobo July. And so... And... Um, even with 10 men against Köln, it felt like Leipzig might snatch that one. But I've liked what I've seen from Union so far. Yes, they had the Nilin draw on Sunday, but I am going to take a brave approach and say Union is just going to nick this one. Eintracht Frankfurt Köln, again, a very tough one. Eintracht Frankfurt seems to be reeling from the loss of Costas and just like they've had such a ridiculously poor start to the season. So I'm going to tip this in Köln's favor. And of course, Bayern and Bochum round up the week. So that about covers it for me. Before I leave, I cannot go without mentioning that ending of Better Call Saul. If you don't want spoilers, you should turn this podcast off right now. It was a bittersweet ending and it stayed with me all of last night and it's staying with me today and Honestly, for me, Better Call Saul was one of the greatest ever TV shows written. But then again, I don't watch as much TV or I'm not exactly that much of a TV buff as many other people. So, hey, maybe other TV buffs who watch Better Call Saul can tell me more. So that's it for me, Samrin. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdams71, at BFWIN, and more. Of course, we have Schnitzel, we have Teddy, we have Fergus, we have Muller Era on the podcast from time to time as guests. And uh, yeah, you'll find me hanging around the website. And if you comment, of course, I'm going to get back to you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I hope you're looking forward to, get to the game and have a great night.